0: You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. And here as we look in this passage of scripture, we have uh, a time in, uh, in a family's life. We have a little bit of entrance into a family. And God lets us see some things about them and how they dealt with problems. You know, problems are coming, aren't they? All we have to do is turn on the news. Oh, problems aren't coming, they're here. They're here. And there are all kinds of problems. There are relational problems. There are health problems. There are economic problems. There are problems that we face politically, especially here in California. But the reality is, how are we supposed to respond? How are we to be able to take principles from God's Word and apply them in such a way to help us make sure that we're making some good decisions? We face a family here. We see a family in the book of Ruth uh, that this family faced a problem and they didn't respond correctly you know what, I would just as soon learn from somebody else's mistake than my own. Wouldn't you? I remember as a teenager uh, and, and a boy watching, uh, my mom, she did not put up with backtalk. And if you backtalked, you got a backhand. And there was, there was no messing around, and uh, there are a few times I watched my brother backtalk mom, and I saw, thought to myself, self, don't go and do thou likewise. <laughs> that did not work out so well. And, you know, in life we see others make mistakes, and unfortunately so many times we just re- replicate them. We see it didn't work for somebody else, but we think it'll work for us. But it doesn't. We bake, when we break biblical principle, it will not work no matter who you are. And here, just like when you follow biblical principle, there are blessings that come. You know what? Following biblical principles, even for unbelievers, they work. They work. Why? Because these are laws of life. And God has given us his word, and he tells us what works. He tells us how to live, and we then have to be able to open up the scriptures and find how does it apply to my life. And here, as we look at this uh, passage of scripture, I want, uh, let's go ahead and read it again together. The Bible says, Now it came to pass in in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. And the name of the the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malan and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left, and her two sons and they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth, and they dwelled there about 10 years. And Malan and Chilean died also, both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and her husband." So not only was life not easy for this family, they were in a time of famine. They were in a time where Famine came to Bethlehem Judah. Now, the name Bethlehem Judah means the house of bread. That's the meaning of that uh, term. And, and it was a location, Bethlehem uh, Judah was Bethlehem in the country of Judah. And so, uh, so here it was uh, identifying that it was Bethlehem uh, that they were in. And so uh, here they were in the house of bread, but there was famine that came. Many believe that this famine was a result of God's judgment. Uh, When you look in Scripture, oftentimes God will use pestilence, disease, sickness. He will use famine, which is uh, the loss of sustenance, the scarcity, the loss of crops, uh, herds. Uh, animals. uh, All of those would be destroyed. Uh, he uh, He will use war, and he will bring other countries in to judge. And so, God uses circumstances to get his people's attention. You know, COVID didn't get people's attention. Not only did it not get people's attention, People used it as a tool to leave. Now we're facing, over in the Ukraine, we see the war that's going on. And we are on a pres- just a precipice of being dragged into a war, which would create a world war. We're right there. fear shows up, and there's all kinds of decisions that we can make. We go to the gas pump and all of a sudden it went from being a $50 ding to a $100 ding. And all of a sudden it's like, what is going on? And you see just all of the uncertainties. But God's people, they Here, they were in Bethlehem, Judah. They knew where they were at. They were in a place where God's people were. Problems came, and they ran to where God's people weren't. They ran to Moab. Now, Moab was the enemies of God's people, the Moabites was a, was a heathen land. It was a land that they were the enemies of God's people. And yet, here we find a family of believers. When problems came, they ran to the enemies of God's people because they thought it would be better. This morning, I want to speak to you on the subject, don't run to Moab. Don't run to Moab. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for your word, the clarity of it. And I pray that you would help us just to glean some truths uh, from this family and how they responded. And how you worked with them. And so I do pray that you would just bless now. Help us, uh, Lord, to make decisions that would be pleasing in your sight. Help us to make uh, biblical decisions, principled decisions. Not just decisions on uh, what we think might be good. And so I pray that you would help us now, please, for Christ's sake amen when you look into the book of judges uh, you find that god's people had had turned away from the lord and there was it was a time the time of the judges it says that the there was no king in the land and every man did that which was right in his own eyes and without that leadership People just were doing whatever direction, going whichever way they wanted to go. And You know what? Every every country needs leadership. Uh, every home needs leadership, and we need to make sure that we are we are not just uh, responding uh, like a pinball. I remember as a kid, we would go down to this corner drive-in uh, burger place that had a pinball machine, and and we would we would play pinball. We couldn't go very often, but we. We would, we would go and uh, we would play that pinball machine. And that, that pinball would just bounce all over the place. You couldn't control. You were just reactive on how you were going to respond. Uh, and if you had good, quick reflexes, you did well. Uh, otherwise, you were just throwing in uh, money and just losing money on it. Uh, but, uh, you know, in life, if we're not careful, we can just become reactive. Let me tell you, God is not a reactive God. And since God is not a reactive God, as God's children, we should not be a reactive people. A principled people are an action minded people. They are are looking at what direction they need to go, and they are purposefully making decisions that are going to lead them uh, the right way, no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what is going on in the world. And if we allow just what's going on in the world to uh, cause us to keep reacting, we are always going to be in a state of change. Our God says, I am the Lord thy God. I change not. You know what's so wonderful about God? He's always the same. You don't have to wonder what kind of mood he's in. Have you ever been around those people that they were just always on the edge? You didn't know whether they were going to bite your head off or whether they're going to give you a hug. You didn't know what they were going to say. You were afraid to say anything because you just weren't sure how they were going to respond. You know, God is not that way. God is always the same, and what a blessing uh, that that is. But here we, we see this family, and they have left Bethlehem, Judah, and they have run to a place uh, that was, was uh, uh, the enemies of God. They ran from Bethlehem, Judah, and they went to a place called Moab. And I want you to see what was it that drove them. First of all, number one, it was the famine the famine. Uh, And let me tell you something. Anytime something hits economically, it creates fear. It creates fear. Because uncertainty is a reality. And that uncertainty in life causes us, if we're not careful, to all of a sudden start, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What can you do to change the price of gas? Nothing. Then why are you worried about it? What can you do with the price of the crops? Nothing. Does it impact us? Yes. Famine? What was it? It was a component that created fear. Christian, who are we trusting? If we're trusting us, we've got a lot to fear. If we're trusting our ability, we have a lot to fear. If we are trusting our resources, we have a lot to fear. If we're trusting our, our president or our governor, we got a lot to fear. But let me tell you something, if we're trusting God, we don't have anything to fear. Why? Because he's the same. He is is a God that loves us. He loves us. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows exactly. uh, Several people this morning already have shared some health concerns uh, with me, and I'll be praying with them about that. He knows your health concerns. He knows. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly the uncertainty, the fears, waiting for tests to come back, waiting for tests to be done. God knows about that. He has not left you. He knows about your finances. He knows about your economic situation. You know, if we lost everything and we died and went to heaven. <laughs> Is that a loss? It's hard, to, it's hard to grab a hold of that. But there are people that are sitting here that have lost everything, and they're still here. There are people all around the world who have lost everything. Just this last week, somebody shared a video of believers in Ukraine. Their houses, their city had been devastated, and they showed up for church. And they're singing, it is well with my soul. I wonder if I was over in the Ukraine in a time of war, would I be thinking, okay, I need to get to church? Or would I be thinking, okay, i got to take care of my family. i got to take care of this. i got to take care of that. Perspectives. And here we find this family, and we look, at, we look at Elimelech, and we think, you know what? What a reprobate. He left uh, Bethlehem Judah to go down and be with the, with, the, with the Moabites. Why would you lead your family? He was leading his family to take care of them, but he was doing so out of fear. You know, Bethlehem, Judah, the city remained. Other people stayed. Well, look at that. So we see we see famine, and with that uh, that famine, it brings fear. Uh, we we see that lack of food, that last lack of sustenance, that those failed crops. We see uh, just the uh, the empty shelves, maybe uh, the lack of food that that creates uh, that that uh, position, uh, and we see the fear. Uh, secondly, the fear here, verse number one, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah. Second half of the verse went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. That that famine brought the fear, and that fear caused him to leave the house of of bread, to leave where God's people were, to go to the enemies of God, to travel to a land where God was, was not embraced. Now, if God can't take care of me here, what makes me think he'll take care of me there? We just got quiet. If God can't take care of me here, He can't take care of me in Tennessee. If God can't take care of me here, He can't take care of me in Texas. Don't get quiet on me. You know, God puts us where He wants us. Let me tell you something. California was not on my radar. Brother Franklin, was California on your radar? (laughs) Two years and out. No, it wasn't on my radar, but God brought me here. And you know, with that, uh, at the same time, we we have to realize, hey, God puts us somewhere, he's got a plan. God's got a plan. And if he puts me somewhere, he'll take care of me while I'm there. You know, do do you think that Governor Newsom has more power than God? What happens if all the light leaves California because of the political environment, because of the economic environment? Don't get quiet. I don't like the taxes either. Don't get quiet. But the reality is, is that, is that why I'm living somewhere? Is it, is it based on just the current economic situation? And if it's just based on the economic situation, then, then we might as well just jump around. But let me tell you, this is not everywhere. Churches like this are not everywhere. and. Where God places us, he has a plan for us. And I'm not saying that everybody that leaves are out of God's will. All I am saying is we have to make sure that we are not just making decisions based on the economic situation, based on fear of what's going on, looking at the famine, uh, and now just responding in that way. What do we see? We see the famine, we see the fear, but next I want you to see the folly, the folly. Look at verse number two of Ruth chapter one. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malan and Chilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came to the country of Moab and continued there." And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left, and her two sons. And they took them wives of the uh, women of Moab, and the name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other Ruth, and they dwelled there about ten years. And Malin and Chilion died also, both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and of her husband. Now, first of all, in verse number one, it said that they were going to Moab to sojourn. That was to visit temporarily. They were just going there to Moab with the idea, we'll go and stay just a little while to get through this famine. But then it says they, they sojourned, then it says they continued there. Then it says they were there for 10 years. Now would you consider would you consider 10 years of vacation? Hey, I'm going to come up and spend some time with you for a couple weeks for vacation, and then then staying in somebody's staying on somebody's couch for ten years. Is that uh, that's called millennial? That's what that's called. Uh, just kidding. So those that are millennials, not all of them, uh, but uh, uh, that's that's not uh, a dwell. That's not how it's supposed to be. Amen. But it's how it happens. We just don't think it'll happen to us. And the problem is that the one that was trying to protect his family by getting them into a place that they were going to have food, he died. Now his wife is stuck in Moab. His two sons are in Moab. Let me tell you, sir, you take your family out of God's will, your family is going to pay for it. You pull your family away from the things of God. Let me tell you something. Your family will bear the consequence of that. They'll bear the consequence. And here, not only did Elimelech die, now his wife is there in a foreign country without her family. She's got her two boys, and then now, who are they going to marry? They're going to marry the heathen women. Women that are unsaved. And now all of a sudden, everything gets bad. You know, when we do that which is right in our own eyes, it's always folly. It's always folly. It doesn't work. And here this family... Probably the intentions were admirable. The intention was, I'm going to take care of my family, and we need to take care of our family. We got to do what we can, but the reality is, we've got to trust God. And here, Elimelech made a he made a, a decision, and here. Here now we see Naomi with her two sons, and they marry, and now the two sons they die, and now she's just stuck with daughters-in-law. I'm blessed. I've I've got uh, I've got great daughters-in-law and son-in-law, but but here now they they uh, she's she's there. There's a this folly. It just it just keeps getting worse. And here we see that that this family just like us they had real decisions to make. We make we make life altering decisions. Let's not make them out of fear. Let's not allow fear to, to control us. We see that folly. Uh, uh, go, go to that map real quick, if you would, uh, that map there. And uh, you see the, 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 uh, uh, the Mediterranean Sea is here, and then uh, right towards the top is Jerusalem. Uh, down about five miles is Bethlehem. I don't know if you can see that. I can barely see it. And then off to the Dead Sea, just to the, the uh, uh, southeast there, uh, is Moab. The land of Moab, and we see that uh, that's where they were. They they distanced themselves from the the place where God wanted them to be, Uh, the place that God had had set them in. And and Bethlehem, Judah, uh, that before fear of death, they left Bethlehem, Judah, yet they still died. You know, you can't run from the inevitable. It's appointed unto man once to die, but after this the judgment. You know, COVID is not going to kill me. I'm not saying I would not die of COVID. But if I die, if I die of COVID, it's because that's my time. You know, we can't remove ourselves from the sovereign plan of the Almighty. So we might as well trust him. Well, because of COVID, I can't do this, or I can't do that. And I I understand people's different health situations, different things, but the reality is, if I'm gonna die of COVID, I can stay home, and I'm still gonna die of COVID, right? if that's what God's plan is for me, I'm not going to be able to scam God by a couple of years or days by how I, how I maneuver my life. He's sovereign. We just got to trust Him. And here there was this folly, this idea that I can take care of this where God can't. God's hands are handcuffed. They're tied behind his back, and he is unable to do anything. So I better step in. Let me tell you, we can't. We can't do that. That's folly. It's folly. And this family, they, they, they left. Uh, Our geographical location does not limit the power of the Almighty. God can take care of me right here where I'm at. And God can take care of you right here where you're at. He knows your income. He knows your expenses. He knows everything that's going on around us. He's not surprised. He's not surprised. We see the, uh, the uh, first of all, we see the famine. We see, secondly, the fear. We see the folly. Thirdly, or fourthly, I want you to see the faith. Look at verse number six. The faith. The Bible says, Then she arose with her daughters in law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Let me tell you something God was still taking care of his people right where they were. And she decided, I'm going back. What I love is God is a gracious God. Even when we make dumb decisions, even when we in folly make decisions that lead us in the wrong way and in the wrong path, we have a heavenly Father that loves us and he still brings us back. He'll still take us back. What a blessing that that is. And here we see the faith. Now she's saying, I need to go back where I was. You know, maybe you're here this morning and you've wandered from God. Maybe there's been some folly in your mindset, your decision-making. You know what you got to do is you got to go back to where you left him. And here Naomi now, without a husband, without two boys, now she and one of her daughters-in-law are going to head back she's going back and what we find is when she goes back she goes back as a different person because there's scars there's scars that we carry when we get away from God there's always some baggage that comes along with those bad decisions Sometimes somebody will get saved and they've, they've had a rough life and, you know, they get saved and they just have this idea, okay, now everything's going to be good. Consequences, I'm not going to have to go to jail. And I've met with people in my office and I've told them, I said, listen, you still might be going to jail. I met with a man that had got away from the Lord and got back in church and had made some, some bad decisions and... And he went back to jail for another two years. You know, there, there's consequences for our actions. But there's a God who is gracious and brings us back in spite of it. We see the faith here. We see the faith here that they—they uh, they folly was, they acted in fear. Uh, but, but she could see where she needed to go. She knew the direction that she needed to go. And let me tell you something. It takes some faith to come back. And let me tell you as well, when somebody goes astray, let's welcome them back in. Let's not just, let's, let's not just oh, they knew better. They shouldn't have done that. Duh. I mean, how many of us have made some dumb decisions? Both my hands are up. We've all made bad decisions. Aren't you glad there are some people that were there to love you on the way back in? Amen. Let me tell you something. That's what, that's what our people need. That's what those that have wandered far from God, uh, they need somebody that's going to bring them back in and encourage them and help them. Not somebody's going to look at them and say, oh, yeah, where have you been? Oh, I see you're in this mess. Serves you right. What kind of Christianity is that? That's not loving. That's pharisaical. The Lord condemned that. And here this this lady, she's coming back, the faith, uh, the faith that it took to come back. Look down at verse number 15. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law has gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Naomi is speaking, and she's talking to Ruth. Uh, Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For whither thou goest, I will go and where thou lodgest i will lodge thy people shall be my people and thy god my god where thou diest will i die and there will i be buried the lord do so to me and more also if aught but death part thee and me and when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her then she left speaking unto her what do we find we find here that that that, that faith uh, that Naomi had, faith is always inspiring. It's always inspiring. You make that decision to follow God, it's inspiring. Circumstances. Here, Naomi's going back, and she tells Ruth, Orpah, how would you like that name, ladies? Orpah. <laughs> Might as well be Oprah. And so, uh, Orpah, and uh, it sort of sounds like a Orpah, I got to be careful here, Orpah sounds like a whale to me. In my mind, every time I think of that, that word, I think of Orpah, uh, uh, the, the, I would think of a whale. What was that whale called? Orca, there we go, Orca, the killer whale. I knew there was a reason uh, for that connection. Uh, but uh, anyway, here you have uh, you have Naomi coming back and Orpah stays, but, but Ruth decides, no, you have something that I want. You know what? Our act of faith will lastly result in faithfulness, our fruitfulness. The fruitfulness. And here now, that act of faith, she brought somebody with her you know, you and I are on this journey and we don't make all the right decisions. But when we get our eyes back on the Lord, keep our eyes on the Lord, you know what we should be doing? We should be bringing people with us. We should be bringing others to the Lord and uh, they should allow, uh, they should see the, the, uh, the working of the Lord. Uh, verse number 19, so they too went until they came to Bethlehem and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them and they said, is this Naomi? And she said unto them, call me not Naomi, call me Mara, for the, for the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why call ye me Naomi? Seeing the Lord hath testified against me, and the Almighty hath afflicted me. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of the harvest. Faith and fruitfulness, they tie together. And here now that act of faith, They showed back up in Bethlehem and guess what was going on it was harvest time it was harvest time she left because they thought they were empty and they went out to Moab but when she comes back she says I went out full and came back empty you know when we run from God we always come back empty. You come up empty. Because what we thought was going to bring satisfaction, what we thought was going to bring fulfillment, what we thought was going to bring maybe that security, it's not in our geographical location. It's not in our economic situation. What do we find? That fulfillment was being where God was and being in the place that God had them to be. Time of famine. I went out full, but I came back empty. But when she got back, it was harvest time. And there was blessings that came from that. And Naomi was used to bring Ruth to the Lord. And guess who was in the genealogy of our Lord Jesus Christ? Ruth. You never know who you're going to influence. And here this this lady, in bad circumstances, what do we find Romans 8, 28 is true. And we we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Let me ask you this morning: Are you saved? Are you saved? Do you know the Lord is your Savior? Are you trusting Him? Are you trusting Him? Let's not let's act in faith. Let's not act in folly. Let's not allow fear to cause us to run to Moab. Because Moab doesn't have anything for us. God puts us where he wants us for a purpose. Let's just trust him. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your goodness to us and Lord for allowing us to have your word. And now as I uh, start this invitation, I do pray that you would just help us, uh, Lord, to look into our own life. And maybe maybe we are looking at the circumstances around us and fear is is swelling up in our soul. I pray that you would help us uh, to, to allow us to just Act in faith and not allow the fear to move us to folly. And so I pray that you'd help us this morning. Has bowed, eyes closed, you say, Pastor, I'm saved. I got that established in my life. I know if I die today, I'm going to heaven. Just lift your hand up as a testimony to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can put your hands down. Maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I'm not sure. I don't have that confidence I don't, I'm unsure if I, if I died right now, I'd go to heaven. Say, pray for me, Pastor. Pray for me. I won't come to you. I won't embarrass you, but I want to pray for you. Say, Pastor, I'm unsure of my eternal destiny. Pray for me. Just slip your hand up. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. All right, how about it, child of God? Are we trusting? Are we acting in faith? Are we starting to get itchy feet? Starting to look like okay, I gotta, I gotta do something. Let's just, let's just trust. Say, Pastor, the Lord spoke to my heart. He put his fingers on some things in my life. Nobody's looking around. Say, Pastor, pray for me. Lord, Lord spoke to my heart. Just lift your hand up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, I do pray that you'd help us. Help us, Lord, to act in faith and, and to allow you to to be God in our life. Help us not to allow the fear to cause us to be uh, acting in folly. So work now, please. Speak to hearts for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand together. The instruments are playing. The Lord spoke to your heart. You respond. Come to the altar. Bow a knee, a heart to the Lord. If you're unsure of your eternal destiny, uh, we have men down front, they'll be able to open up the word of God and, and share with you how you can know for sure you're going to heaven. Maybe you're here this morning, you've been saved, and you've not followed the Lord in believers' baptism. You come. We have everything ready. Maybe you're saved and baptized and feel like this is where God would have you join. Whatever decision it is, let's make it today. But let's not run to Moab. Let's not run to Moab. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's BBC, the number 4, me.org. May God bless you.